this is not a commercial. This is not a paid project in the um, industrial sense of the word. You know what I mean? This is like, this is something that's supposed to last forever. Welcome to another episode of Cut to Reveal, the podcast where we talk about the editing art form and all the hurdles of that career path. We have today Pantilis Romanis, who is the director of Cold Little Bird, which our Peter edited. So let's get into it. How did you guys meet and how did you guys decide to collaborate on this project together? <laughs> yeah, so Pantelis, I think you should answer this question. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what I did, but I was on YouTube and I stumbled across, I think I literally typed editors on YouTube or how to edit <laughs> on YouTube. His channel came up almost, you know, at the top. So whatever you were doing, like you were at the top of this search and uh, he seemed like an affable guy. And I was like, let's, let's see what happens. Let me see if, if I reach out what you do. So basically Piotr, uh, he was like, can I read the script? And I was like, of course. So I sent him over the script uh, initially and he liked it. I think, I think he liked it. Uh, (laughs) And so, you know, we talked about it a bit. We, you know, how how this could be mutual beneficial, mutually beneficial for both of us. And um, then I, like, a few days later, I sent him the the hard drive. I had two hard drives, and I was terrified because I was like, I don't know this person. I don't know what he's going to do with mm-hmm. like a the footage and b like this, you know, three hundred dollar expensive hard drive that I like. Like I spent, like I like I spent, you know, my own money for, you know, this whole thing. Uh, and so I was like, yeah. okay, you know, my only solace was I had another hard drive with me, and if like it all goes up in flames, at least, <laughs> at least I have this other hard drive, which proves, you know, like you know, this is my footage. So uh, I took a risk, and so did Piotr, obviously. And in the end, uh, I, th- I think it paid off, like, immensely for both of us. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. Talk about stereotypes, right? Polish guy, <laughs> sent him a hard drive. <laughs> no, 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 just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But, yeah, yeah, I, I love the scripts. I really liked it. Um, and, you know, I, I have been offered, like, editing um, on some short films in the past, but that's always my, my, my first question. Like, can you send me the script before, before we discuss anything back then? Like most of these scripts were just like, not good. Like, you know, I, I'm not a writer as you are Pantelis, right. But I, I, I get a sense of a good story and, you know, I, I, I wasn't getting the sense of good story from these scripts, but from yours, I did. I, did. I really liked the script. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it's a very intriguing story. So yeah, as as you said, uh, we found mutual interest in, in the collaboration, and I think that with time we really, really connect connected, and you know, uh, it was for 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 both of us a really good experience, even though it was like one hundred percent remote editing workflow, right? We we haven't met in real life, even up to today, till today, right? Yeah. Um, before we get into the whole workflow stuff, can you just give us a little synopsis of what the film is about? Yeah, um, so basically it's the story that I, I read uh, in The New Yorker mm. three, three or four years before uh, I, I wanted to shoot it. And 
I was in love with this story. It's about uh, this little year, uh, 10-year-old boy who confesses to his parents that he's no longer, uh, he doesn't love them. And he doesn't want them to touch him. And so it creates this uh, dynamic for his parents that that they weren't prepared for. And it slowly kind of unravels the quaint family dynamic that they were once used to. Um, and it affects everyone's relationship and their entire lives. I, I, I love the story. I thought it was terrifying, darkly funny, and definitely up my my alley, the kinds of things that I like to write myself. And so for whatever reason, I it was COVID. It was the middle of COVID, right? And I had a summer off, you know? I was just writing, essentially. Uh, and I wanted to do this short film. I had a few... I had this director of photography who's wonderful. And I... I I was like, we need to do something together. No one's working. No one's doing anything here in New York right now. There's this amazing stock of actors and actresses who uh, are literally doing nothing. And we should do something. So basically, I reached out to the to the writer. I was like, can I, can I make your short story into a, a little film? And he said no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was just very simple. One email, one one word response, no. And so I sent him, you know, well, like, this is going to be really good and we're going to try very hard and and it's going to be, we have this amazing photogra- photographer who's going to just shoot it beautifully. Uh, we should do it. <laughs> so I got another response and it was, it was just no. Uh, so I was like, okay, I, I really need to, I really need to convince him that we're going to do a good job on this. Um, and so after, after that, I sent him this really long email, maybe like a thousand, two thousand words about like, oh, wow. how we're like dedicated to making this something special. And he finally said, yes, got me in contact with his agent and his agent was like, okay, just, you can have it for a dollar, but, um, it can't be a feature. It has to be a short film. And, uh, there were mm-hmm. some like limits to what we could do. And I was like, perfect. This is great. Yeah. And we were able to make it. That's amazing. Never take no for an answer. <laughs> that's the takeaway. <laughs> that's that's the takeaway, especially like in this business. So then obviously you shot it all and you guys got it together. You luckily found Peter <laughs> in a single swoop, like the one, the golden ticket with Peter, which is an amazing story in itself. So then now you guys start editing and you at that time are clearly not in Poland and Peter is in Poland. So it's all remote. This is, you know, a remote endeavor. How did the workflow work with that? How was that experience and how did you guys collaborate? I mean, you're essentially reforming this relationship from the ground up. Yeah. Uh, Piotr, do you want to, do you want to answer this or sh- should I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can start and then you can like, you know, add, add something on top if you want to. So basically mm-hmm. I think that Pantelis was relying on me a little bit here when it comes to workflow mm-hmm. at least. So I suggested that we do like uh, team projects uh, in Premiere Pro, which is a workflow that is designed for, you know, for remote uh, scenarios, right? So the great thing that we came up with and something that I, will def- I would definitely do again is that we uh, basically had two sequences for each scene with mm-hmm. all of the dailies inside. So I created like, you know, I, I organized the project I'm strong on organizing because it's very important for an editor for 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 the whole workflow for for everything for everything that comes later. So 
each scene had two sequences for dailies. One of them mm -hmm. were, was for me and one was for Pantelis. And we both made our selects. So what we considered to be the best takes. But we haven't looked at what other person selected before we actually have done, you know, our selects. And I think that's very mm -hmm. crucial because you don't want to be like, you know, you don't want to contaminate your, <laughs> your, your sensitivity to the footage by looking at what someone else thinks, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, then I started cutting and, you know, and once, once I was uh, ready to show like a first assembly of the film, basically we started these like hour long, two hours long conversations via Zoom where we just discussed what's, what's there, what, what needs to be done for the next iteration. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and the rest is history. <laughs> So how soon did you get your first cut done, your first assembly? It took a while. We had some li limitations. Like, I mean, it, you know, it was a low-budget um, short film. Um, mm. <laughs> so I, 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 I couldn't, like, you know, uh, put my clients away, right? I, I still needed to prioritize my clients. Uh, mm -hmm. Pantelis was okay with it. Uh, so it took a while to get the first assembly. I think it took, like, a month to get the first assembly or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then it took another two months to, to log the picture. Something like that. I think the whole process from, from me starting to cut it, to, um, to organize the footage, to, 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 the, to the picture log, I think it was something like three months. I, I'm, I'm not really sure, to be oh, honest, okay. because it, it was a while ago. Um, but something like that, Pantelis, is, is that what you recall as well? I think the timeline is very skewed because... He had a lot of projects and I had a lot of projects at the time. Yeah. And I think we would have been way more efficient if we were, um, uh, if we had nothing else at the time. But because we had all these other projects going on, when we went back to editing, oftentimes we came to it with, uh, with fresh eyes. Yeah. So, because there was all these gaps. So in some ways, you know, it was very helpful because something that we overworked, let's say before, all of a sudden we go back to it and we're like, wait, that thing that we spent so much time on, like mm -hmm. it could be, it could be simpler. We need, we could simplify this thing here and it's mm -hmm. just, gonna, it's just going to work. And just for the record, when we were talking, just so, so, you know, Ricardo, when we were talking about mm -hmm. selects, you know, he had his selects and I had mine. I would say that 90% of our selects overlapped. Like, mm. like we had maybe three, four, three to eight takes per, per shot. It wasn't that much. It wasn't mm -hmm. like Martin Scorsese, you know, we're 30 takes in and we're literally <laughs> like, there's some nuance, but it's not, it was not that. We were able to like narrow it down pretty fast in, ter in terms of, in terms of what, what footage we were actually using to cut. Okay. Peter, what, what made you decide to, to go that route? to both of you having your own select reels to then basically compile the best of together. So the discussion we had together, uh, we had the discussion and Patelis was just like, maybe it would be cool if I could like, you know, select uh, the takes that I want you to use. Uh, although as you, as Patelis said, like there is a, there was a great overlap uh, in the selects we had, but still like, you know, it's, it's an evolving process. So uh, we've, like next iterations, we sometimes decided mm -hmm. that, you know, these shots or even these scenes are not needed in the, in the final film. So 
yeah, it was the preference. And I think actually it's a very good, cool idea to, to, to do it this way because this way you give like ownership to the, to the director as well. And also the freedom, mm-hmm. I guess, for creative discussion because like both of you know what's, what's there, right? So we don't have to rely just on someone saying that we don't have this take or something like that because both of you like know the footage. And of course, the director is on the set, but still, like you mm-hmm. know, after a few months, it 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 vanishes from his head to a great extent. So um, the ability yeah. to to go through dailies once again and to have it centralized—that's for me that's important as like from the workflow point of view—to have it centralized. So. I wouldn't like Pantelis to go through like, you know, one file at a time on his quick time, right? And just type me an email. Mm-hmm. This file over here, like, let's use the the moment from minute 20, blah, 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 something like that, right? Because that would be not clean or not efficient, would be distracting, mm-hmm. would be, uh, yeah, it wouldn't work. So having it centralized is is just very important for me. And yeah, I I intend to like use this approach whenever a director wants to use it. Like really, it's cool. As we've talked about before, and as you you know, Patilis, as you've learned, like you're kind of rewriting the story in the edit mm-hmm. at the end. So can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, as you're a writer, and you know, assuming that this is since this is your directorial directorial debut, and basically kind of rewriting the script in images rather than like on the page. Mm-hmm. How you know. How was that experience for you? Like this is, you know, assuming that this is like a new thing for you where you're actually like sitting, watching a story kind of come to life that you've written and now you're, that you've directed and seeing Peter, like almost as Peter is like your hands for, for writing and whatever. I think in that sense, the time was the most important key ingredient to this whole thing. Because when you're able to forget all that time you put into writing and you you're able to forget the trauma that is working on a set because it's traumatic every time mm-hmm. then you can you can look at the material innocently in a way and you're able to do things to it you're able to kill your darlings so to speak mm-hmm. of your of the bits that you loved in the writing and of the bits that you loved on set and remold it into something that's completely different and that was very helpful so being going back and you know doing having that time was was crucial in that sense for sure so what were the what were the challenges for both of you guys in working with this remote workflow so i think one step that we didn't really talk about was so we we talked about how like we had a cut like a final cut or a, a first cut let's say after three months but what we did was we also went scene by scene we edited scene by scene so like, okay. you know, in the workflow, basic Piotr would lead this. So he would be like, let's work on this scene right now. We'd work on the mm-hmm. scenes that he wanted. And I was like, okay, whatever you want, let's work on, let's focus on that scene. So we went scene by scene first. And we tried to like nail the dynamic of the scene. We had a few iterations of each scene before we had mm-hmm. a first cut, if that makes sense. Yeah, We had developed, we had like a first cut of, say, one scene. He would send it over. I would look at it. We would fix that. We would go th- through that a few times. And then we had a first cut of the whole thing. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes perfect okay. sense. Okay. Yeah. So was this just basically, Peter, Piotr, you're sending him a file? or So are you working with team projects here or are you sending a QuickTime 
No, no, team projects. Everything was team projects. So then, are you based? Are you watching it together? Yeah, yeah, we've been watching it today together over Zoom, uh, which is not ideal, but okay. actually works like good enough, yeah. I think, for 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 this size of production. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. You know, you can like enable both like like the video optimization when you share the screen on Zoom, and that's something you yeah. have to do if you want to work this way. But if you enable it, if you enable this option on Zoom, it works quite smooth. So. But yeah, definitely, like it definitely, it was one of the uh, shortfalls to some extent. Um, you know, having to struggle with like you know internet connections sometimes and things like that. Definitely, some of the shortfalls, right? But at the same time, I think that overall the experience was quite smooth. Although, like what both of us, I guess, would prefer would be to not work on many projects at one at, at one at once, <laughs> right? And be able to like focus on on this short film for like, you know, for like three weeks, 100% mm-hmm. of my time, right? And yeah. then we could, for example, take one month break, break to to get the fresh perspective, right? So that would be an ideal situation. And that's something that I know that if we do another project together, that's something that I would like strive for, right? To to to, to get more room to, to, to be able to focus on it solely. Yeah. Other than that, like it worked, it worked. I mean, I mean, you know, it wasn't only with Pantelis, right? We did like, we we did like, you know, sound design, right? Sound design, Amelia Palmer uh, did it. I met with her via Zoom. We, you know, exchanged everything that we needed to. Turns out she uses Soundly as well. So it was easy to exchange sound effects. I just created a, you know, um, a collection there and just shared it with her. Yeah. The workflow was smooth. Pandilis, how did you feel about it? You thought it was pretty smooth considering? Yeah, so basically I think one of the things that we figured out early on is that I would would watch the work that he did or the cut that he did for a particular scene before the Zoom meeting. And then Mm -hmm. we were able, instead of watching the whole thing while we were on the Zoom meeting, um, we we would be able to just fast forward to the moment that that I had a note about, for example, or he had a particular concern yeah. about. And so by being prepared and going into the meeting, having seen the material that he had just worked on, it, it really made it efficient and it made the Zoom aspect and the connection with the Zoom um, much more manageable in that sense. Also, the sound, we got very lucky. I think Amelia is phenomenal. Like, uh, and yeah. like, there are so many aspects of the editing process I had no idea about until Piotr came along. Like, I, I, literally, I literally didn't know what was going on. I had read one book called by Walter Murch. That's it, you know? Uh, and so, basically, you know, Piotr was holding my hand throughout the whole process, and I learned how to do it because of him, essentially. Oh, nice. And, and, and so, knowing when the coloring is going to come, knowing when the sound is going to come, like, when we had to deal with those things... Um, when when it came down to it, like I, I I went full force and I had the people in line and I knew who I was going to contact and like all and the music and the, and the composite all of that stuff like I was able to manage the process and uh, produce the thing. But um, Piotr, like for sure, he was like, okay, we're going to do this first and we're going to do it with you know he he has such a mechanical or engineer mind that it, mm-hmm. it really helped making this movie across three continents, essentially. Yeah, that's great. You had mentioned you would have these Zoom meetings to discuss notes or scenes and stuff. So can you guys talk a little bit more about, like, 
how, do, how it was dealing with the feedback and the notes? Was it always going to be a conversation or was it sometimes like a laundry list of like Pentelis, you were like, cut this out, add this, this needs to be different or whatever, or... I think we used both, both note-taking and just conversations. Uh, and to me, like the most useful were obviously conversations we had. We also used the pins, like you would have the timeline pins on like... Yeah, markers. In the final yeah. job. So we would use those often, both like back and forth and stuff. But I think the most crucial part of it is not the technical aspect, whether it was notes or conversation or the pins or whatever it is. I think it's both, mm -hmm. for me, what, what makes me want to go back to Piotr in the future, like, let's put it that way, is the fact that I would ask something and he would be like, okay, let's try it. So he, he would want to experiment with the idea that I had and vice versa. He would ask something of me and I'd be like, okay, let's try it. And so we would try it. And then in the end, it was usually pretty clear what was better. And it really wasn't mm -hmm. like, it was pretty black and white. Like, but the point is we had to go through those iterations and the creative, like the versions to get to the point where we're like, yeah, that's the best. Some, I know some people are like, that's too much work or it's beyond mm -hmm. whatever I have. I, it's beyond whatever we discussed at the, at the beginning, let's say that can't work. This is not a commercial, you know, like this is not right. This is not a paid project in the, um, you know, industrial sense of the word. You know what I mean? This is like, yeah, yeah. this is something that's supposed to last forever. You know what I mean? That's the goal. Right. That's yeah. how I go into every project. And so if, it's, if we don't think about it that way, then I can't work with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I need to have that commitment because I had that from every aspect of the creative process, from the actors from the director of photography, from the sound person, from the composi composition. And so that, was, that for me was the most important part of this whole process was being able to mess around and experiment and see different options. Again, we didn't have much, which was mm -hmm. like, we didn't have much of an, of an opportunity to experiment because there wasn't much material there. It's a 15 minute short, you know what I mean? We had very mm -hmm. limited takes from each scene. And so... But because of that, the willingness to be able to experiment within that framework and structure was even more crucial and even more important because you yeah. had such a limited palette, if you will, you know? Although still there are like 16 versions of this short film <laughs> in our team, team, team project. So, I mean, exactly. we still experimented quite a lot. Like for some of them, there were like the, 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 the changes were minor, But still, mm -hmm. like we we had like we know we I think we started with the first version. Obviously, was like a script edit, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. um, the next one was pretty similar, but on on something like iteration number four or five, we were already like getting re rid of some of the scenes you shot, right? Or restructuring them, like putting them in different places. So yeah, it, overall, we we did experiment uh, even with those limited options that we had. That's awesome. So now that the film is out, what do you think you guys would have done differently? I think if we were in person, we would probably nail like the fraction of a second over here and the fraction of a second mm -hmm. over there, being able to like shave a little bit better. It would probably be slightly better sculpted, but not much because we did that. Like it, yeah. it took more time and it took a lot of back and forth, but we definitely did that. I think... I think it wouldn't, the biggest difference wouldn't be in the edit. I think the biggest difference would be 
in my shot list. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I think it would be in the shot list more than anything. And we talked about a lot, a lot about this, me and Piotr, a lot. And I think one of the things would be, would, if I had known him as I do now, I would have probably brought him on um, before I even started my shot list from the very mm-hmm. beginning. Um, I, and, you know, there's two versions of that. We, Piotr talked about this. Like, uh, there's an editor who, who, who doesn't want to know anything before he gets the footage. And then there's someone, like, who, um, who, who helps prepare the shot list to a certain extent to find mm-hmm. or prepare. He can see the gaps where you need this transition here. Or you, need, you need this transition shot or this cutaway or this, um, this medium shot or this close-up here. Otherwise... You're not going to get the emotion here. And I know like I, I'm a, I'm a, I like to prepare. That's just how my mind works. And so uh, that's probably, um, that's probably the biggest thing in terms of how, how the editing would be different. He, they would just be brought on much earlier on in the, in the process. How about you, Piotr? I agree with everything Pantelis just said. Uh, the only thing that I would add probably is that some of the things that worked on paper turned out to be like too lengthy for a, for a, for a film medium. So we had some of the some of the scenes that you see in the short film that are actually very long were like twice as long oh, really? <laughs> dailies, you know. So uh so I think like even though it, it worked on paper and um that that's that's like and that's not something that I actually could see when I when I read the script and at least not right away. So that's something that I I would be probably more sensitive about uh, these days. Yeah, I agree with that. Because we're coming from this literary um, object, which was the short story, and because I am um, more of a writer than anything else, we forget that the cinema is a visual medium, right? (laughs) Or at least I did at times when I was working on this project and uh, knowing that I could convey just as much without the words... um, is something that I would probably try and... Um, it was my first time adapting a text. I had never done that before. And so I think it was a learning experience in many ways. So would you do that again? Would you do another story like this and try to adapt it for the screen? Or do you think you would just write your own story next time? Oh, definitely. I would definitely adapt again, for sure. I, I think it's... I, but I would just do it better next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Knowing yeah, all the mistakes it, I made, you know, but mistakes yeah, that were yeah. good, you know, like things that it was mm. very helpful for me. Um, yeah. Happy mistakes, I should say. And overall, I think, you know, I don't want like the, the, the listeners to get an impression that we don't like the final result because we, we do. Yeah, definitely. We, we are proud of the work we did together. And like, you know, even <laughs> I think that the final success that we got with the short film actually speaks for itself as well. Like it was supposed to be like in, in Pantelis' um, initial plans, it was supposed to be like a festival premiere mm-hmm. uh, for Call Little Bird, but uh, didn't work out as, as, as planned. But we, we ended up publishing and releasing the short film on Omeletto, which is like the biggest short film aggregator on YouTube. And, um, you know, if you, if you actually, I, I, I was like looking at it like three, three days ago, I think. If you take a last 45 short films released mm-hmm. on Omeletto, Cold Little Bird is number one view-wise. Like oh, it's, wow. It, yeah, yeah, it really is. And, you know, I'm, I'm not claiming that it's the best out of those 
45, but it does like it does provoke conversations. And mm-hmm. that's what we were after. That you know, that that's what we aimed for to 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 start the conversation with people. We you know to 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 make them think a little bit about family dynamics and things like that. So I think that like we succeeded, and uh, I'm proud of the work we did together. <laughs> really, I am. Me too. Yeah, I mean, it's great. crazy to think right now that it has over eighty thousand views and nine hundred comments. You know, like I never ex- yeah. I never expected that to happen. Never once. Yeah, yeah, and it's a little bit over a month, so it's still like a fresh, you know, fresh baby on YouTube. (laughs) That's awesome. Congratulations. That's that's the first I've heard of that, so that's awesome. Thank you. Um, So I guess, Pentos, what's what's next for you then? Or do you have any projects that are in the works? Yeah, I'm writing at the moment. Um, I'm writing my first Greek script. I've only written in English and French so far. And um, I'm just, I'm here right now. I have... Um, I'm working on a feature. And uh, other than that, um, I worked for the past six months on a uh, film in the north of Greece. I was uh, living in Thessaloniki for the past six months. And Post is going to be in L.A. and in London. And there's a chance I'm going to be hopping on to help uh, work Post for this film. And, um, you know, if I hadn't had this experience, I would be... I would be way more clueless as to what I was entering in terms of, <laughs> in terms of uh, yeah. you know, workflow. So I have Piotr to thank for that in many, many ways. Yeah, fingers Great. crossed. Fingers crossed. I, I, I hope you get to go there and, you know, do cool, cool stuff. <laughs> but honestly, like, um, I do hope that in the next film that we, we, we work on, um, we'll have at least a weekend or at least a week together, like right next to each other. Yeah, uh, yeah, working, working, uh, you know, live. Let's say, at the same time. But just to say, I was listening the other day to um, Roger Deakins' podcast, uh, which is wonderful. It's like it's called Team Deakins, a great podcast. And mm-hmm. they had the editor of Dune on there for one of that for one of the episodes. And this Go guy, yeah. he, he edited the whole thing from his house, like the whole thing. He edited it yeah. from his house, and so it's like. This is the future. This is how things are going to be edited from now on. We're not going to be going or entering into these huge production, post-production houses the way that uh, it's been going on. I mean, of course, that will always exist for the studio films and for big commercials. But when you're making small, independent stuff, you you just don't need it. And so um, as long as you have a computer with a decent speed and... um, People that uh, that are creative and smart around you, you'll be able to find other ways to make your to uh, you know do post for your film. And so, um, I definitely, I mean, I don't see myself like doing this process any other way. Even if I had you know ten thousand more dollars, I would rather give it to my editor <laughs> than to some post production house paying eight hundred dollars a day or whatever it is uh, to rent out yeah. their facilities. Exactly. And by the way, I, I, I have been thinking about it. Uh, you know, I think like the, the way to go is like to, 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 as you said, like fly over for a week or something like that to, to lock the picture. I think that the initial steps and like rough cutting and things like that are not really needed to do like, you know, in person. But I think that for me, at least, especially it would be especially helpful to get the final stages eye to eye. Like mm-hmm. to, 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 to tweak them, like, you know, working in person. 
because that's when we had like a lot of conversations about like you know the story structure things like that and these things are probably best discussed in person so i would imagine like my perfect scenario would be where like you know a strong assembly edit like a, a strong draft cut like is 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 ready to go remotely and mm-hmm. then we we get together for the final week or something like that to 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 polish the story right yeah, that's, that's that's for the future. We'll see. <laughs> I guess we can end it there. Thank you so much for being on the, the podcast with us, Pantilis. And congratulations on Cold Little Bird. By the way, Cold Little Bird is available on Omeleto YouTube channel. So you can just, you know, find Omeleto YouTube channel or you can just type in Cold Little Bird in YouTube search and you'll be able to find it out. So yeah, yeah. Watch the short film. We would love to hear what you think. Yeah, there's, we'll also have a link in the in the description. And as always, if you want to reach out to us, we have a Instagram, Cut to Reveal, at Cut to Reveal. We also have a, what is it? <laughs> the electronic email. We have an email address, and then there's also a speak pipe where you can leave us a message if you want. The link is always in the description. So thanks again, Pantelis and Peter. And I hope everybody who's listening to this and watching this has a great day. Um, and take care. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. If you like what you've heard, please rate, review, or subscribe on whatever platform you've listened to this on. Your reviews help other editors to discover the show and tell your friends. Also, if you have any questions or comments, leave us a message at SpeakPipe. There's a link in the description or email us at podcast at cuttothepoint.com. Mm-hmm.